0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yadier Molina is back with the St. Louis Cardinals. What does this mean for Olimar Moll going forward? If anything, he is in the last year of his contract. Where do the Cardinals stand as the winter meetings wrap up in Nashville? And who did the Cardinals select in the Rule 5 draft that happened today? All of that and much, much more on this episode of the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. So the big news of the day is that Yadier Molina is officially back with the St. Louis Cardinals in the front office. And according to NBC Sports, according to Derek Gould, according to a lot of people Yadier Molina is going to remain with the St. Louis Cardinals as a special assistant to John Mozeliak, uh, the baseball the president of baseball operations for the St. Louis Cardinals. And quote, a quote from John Mozeliak, "We are excited to welcome Yadi back to the St. Louis Cardinals. He will provide invaluable help at the major league level as well as spend time with our minor league teams." in his new role and what I found very interesting about this is that Derek Gould tweeted out that Yadier Molina as a part of his new role or new role rather as a part of yadi's new role Yadier Molina will be in uniforms at times and perhaps even in the dugout for games so this seems like a very flexible role where yadi can go to the minors he can go to the big league club he can help Mosey out with whatever Mosey needs help with. And he can kind of go where he needs to go when he needs to go there. And given what we know about Yadier Molina's life in Puerto Rico, he's got a lot of other things going on. So this seems like the Cardinals took their time. They found a role that's going to work for Yadi And I'm happy about this. I think it's a good thing for the St. Louis Cardinals. I think it can only help um, the organization. I think it can only help people like Wilson Contreras as he looks to improve defensively as a catcher. I think or Molina can only be an invaluable source of information for just about anybody who wants to seek out that information, right? He was the leader, him and Adam Wainwright were the leaders on the team among other amongst other players, but they were the the pillars of this franchise for a long time. And it's a good, it's a good thing. It's, it's good news. That the Cardinals were able to get this done. And I think the fans are going to be happy to see Yadi or Molina at times suited up in the dugout once again as a part of the St. Louis Cardinals where he belongs. So Yadi or Molina officially back with the St. Louis Cardinals. And, you know, because we have to be doom and gloom, the St. Louis Post Dispatch published an article, Cardinals Oliver Marmol, on facing final year of his contract. And he's quoted as saying, If you're good, they keep you. And this was written by Derek Gould, and it's an interesting read. I would suggest, I would highly suggest anybody go to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch website. Uh, There's a subscription required, but it's all good stuff if you want to stay tapped in with the St. Louis Cardinals. And just to give you the cliff notes, Marmol is quoted as saying, "I I truly don't get concerned with it Um, when he's when he was talking about entering the final year of his contract." With the St. Louis Cardinals. And he said, if I'm being honest, at the end of the day, I'm highly focused on continuing to create a good culture within our clubhouse. And this industry is pretty simple. If you're good, they keep you. If you're not good, they don't. And there's a lot more questions than answers um, when it comes to Ali Marmol, right? Obviously, last year was one of the worst years in franchise history at times the decision making of Ali Marmol throughout the season i'm sure if you're listening to this podcast you may be one of those people i was one of those people uh, from time to time handling of the the pitching staff and the decision the decision making in game at times was questionable but to be fair to Ali Marmol i i think every fan base in the world does this they question the moves that their manager makes and we will see the truth is that we're going to find out this year because Ali Marmol They've got they they've signed three new pitchers, three pitchers that they believe in in Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson, and Sonny Gray. And that's those those three pitchers are going to be in their rotation with Miles Michaelis and Steven Matz. And we're going to talk about the winter meetings later, but re- it really appears like that's going to be their starting rotation, barring some unforeseen deal that's going to happen. That's going to be their starting rotation in 2024. So either that's good enough and Ollie can make that work assuming they also add to the bullpen which i'm sure they're going to do or let's face it they're going to move on the cardinals are going to move on if 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 this team and they're they're not going to say it but i will if this team doesn't make the playoffs i would bet you Ollie Marmol's gone now nobody's going to say oh this is a playoffs or bust kind of year but but it is it absolutely is with players like Paul Goldschmidt Nolan Arnato, Wilson Contreras, you signed to a big contract. Sonny Gray, you've signed to a relatively large contract. You've brought in veteran pitchers. They're not done. And like I like I mentioned, we'll talk more about that later. They're not done making moves, likely moves in the bullpen. But with all these veterans on this team, if the Cardinals have another year like they just had, you better believe that Paul Goldschmidt entering the final year of his contract might be moving on. Nolan Arenado. Who knows? There were whispers of trade rumors that turned out not to be true last year. So who knows what what might happen? But this is probably the biggest year of Ali Yal- Marmol's life up up until this point as a major league manager. So he understands the kind of pressure that he's under. And he's very he's very truthful in this article. And I, I res- you know, I respect the, the, the openness and I respect him laying it out there like it is. Mo is quoted in this article as saying, all of us understand the year we just came from. Speaking of Oli Marmol, he said, I'm very bullish on him, but I also work for an owner and we want things to get turned around. And by no means is this putting all of the pressure on him. I don't want that done. We are a team. And as a team, we have to change our trajectory from what happened in 2023. I'm very optimistic that Ali is someone who is going to be around for a long time. So this comes back to the fact that Oli Marmol is John Moseloc's guy. I mean, his picked guy that they promoted uh, after they decided to move on from Mike Schilt. So it's a big year for everybody, Just not just Oli Marmol. It's a big year for John Moseloc. It's a big year for the players the Cardinals signed. It's a big year for Paul Goldschmidt, Arenado, Contreras. It's a big year for everybody. And we'll see if the Cardinals can right the ship. We'll see if it's enough uh, that what they've done in the starting pitching market. I'm skeptical. I still believe they need another starting pitcher. It certainly doesn't look like they're they're in any rush to go get one. And we'll talk about some some of what's been going on at the winter meetings that lead me to believe that. But and and, and they're certainly going to add to their bullpen. They've been reportedly interested in seeking out the trade market and free agents and all of that stuff. So let's let's talk about the the winter meetings. The winter meetings wrapped up today and there all the, with all this news about Shohei Otani potentially signing with the Dodgers or maybe the the Los Angeles Angels and a Juan Soto trade potentially happening you have the St. Louis Cardinals kind of doing what all the other teams were doing and not really doing much of anything i mean there were a few minor things here and there but the Cardinals largely stood pat and didn't really do much of anything and in Derek Gold's chat, which you can also find on St. Louis Post-Dispatch website, um, the Car- he talked about um, the Cardinals at the winter meetings and uh, not to give the whole thing away because it's something you definitely should check out on their website. It The Cardinals at this point, he said, um, are aware of things and they're keeping tabs on a lot of different options, but the Cardinals are not expected to make a move. Anytime soon, they're they're playing it, playing, letting the market play out in certain areas. And they're checking in on a lot of different players and they're doing their due diligence. And according to Derek Gould, they're they're likely not going to make a move as the winter meetings wrap up. Now, does this mean that they're completely done? No. But what does it what what is a likely outcome here? And according to John Denton, who published an article today, December 6th, at 7.46 PM, he believes that the Cardinals are going to focus, turn their attention to the bullpen. And frankly, I, I agree. It it makes a lot of sense. Um, And in this article, which you can find on MLB.com, John Moselock, he quotes him as saying uh, when asked about uh, the pitching staff, he says, I don't worry about it. I know there's some risk, but I don't worry about it. Those guys know what they need to do to pitch. Um, and, and he said he's quoted as saying in here or John Denton, rather, uh, as, as saying that Mosellock believes the proven veterans on the Cardinals pitching staff will complement the lineup well. Um, and when asked, and this was interesting, when asked whether he viewed the Cardinals as a championship contender as currently constructed, Mosellock said, I do. We're excited about what we have. Again, you have to play games and you need lots of things to happen. I can be as bullish as I want, but that's why we play. And that's the beauty of the sport. Um, So there's a lot to unpack there. So he he's, you know, quoted as saying he does believe that the Cardinals are a championship team. And as fans, we can react to that to one of two ways. It's like, oh, my gosh, here we go again. Uh, He's not doing enough to improve the team. Same old, same old. and, and to a certain extent, I I agree with the, those fans who are frustrated. I do, because I do think they should add another starting pitcher. I think they should be exploring a trade for a Dylan Seas, a Tyler Glasnow. But to be fair, we don't know what the asking price is for a Dylan sees or a Tyler Glasnow. We'll get into a potential trade situation later, and I'd love to hear from some of you if if this is something that you would consider, if this is something that you would do if you were the GM of the St. Louis Cardinals. But it to be fair, nobody's really making moves. I mean, the Cardinals are one of the most active teams in free agency. Now, if you agree with what they did or not, they were certainly aggressive and they acted quickly and they signed three starting pitchers. And that's exactly what Moselloc said they were going to do. And they've done it. So now they feel, at least I get a sense from these quotes, that they're kind of... Put not necessarily just sitting back, but kind of sitting back and seeing what happens next, right? You know, we feel pretty secure with what we have with our starting pitching rotation. We feel really good about our position players. We might have too many in a few spots outfield in particular. So we'll go ahead and throw Tyler O'Neal out there, Dylan Carlson potentially as a trade chip. We'll 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 float those names out there. Maybe Steven Matz if we. Do end up trading for a starting pitcher again, not likely, but if they do, Stephen Matz could be on the move in a package for that said starting pitcher. So it, it, it really seems to me as though the Cardinals are exploring a lot of different options right now. And, um, after and, and this is according to Katie Wu on Twitter, uh, after a slow winter meetings, John Moselak. Says rushing into something solely to make a move at this time just didn't make sense. He's quoted as saying, We don't feel we're at a point where we are ready to make a deal. And that tells me that there's a lot of negotiating going on, a whole lot of, a whole lot of, uh, what do you, whatever you want to say, a whole lot of talk, not a lot of action, right? So far. But that's true of everybody, that's true of the whole league. So I do think we as fans need to be a little bit patient. We've signed 3. The Cardinals have signed 3 starting pitchers. One of those starting pitchers is a legitimate number 1 for sure number 2 pitcher in in the rotation. And a, a lot there's a lot more time left before pitchers and catchers report. So, I think we need to take a deep breath. I think helps on the way, especially in the bullpen. And the checklist remains the same. The checklist remains the Cardinals need a starting pitcher. They do. I I do believe that you you cannot rely on a Steven Matz bounce back. You need a legitimate number one or number two. That's why Dylan Cease makes a lot of sense to me. That would be my number one target. And we'll talk about a trade package for him a little bit later. And we'll see if if you guys agree or not. And you can shoot me a message on Twitter. You could DM at Believe in St. Louis Cardinals on Twitter. You can email me directly in response to this. Um, that's def- They definitely need a starting pitcher. They need a couple arms in that bullpen. And they need to clear up this outfield situation. Those are the three big things. And we all, as as Cardinals fans, if you're watching this, if you're listening, you know this. We've talked about this at nauseum. We it, we all know that these are the issues that are facing the Cardinals. But it's all about making the right deal, focusing on the future, keep like all the all these things. It's a very delicate balancing act, and it's a really tough job. But the Cardinals are a championship team, according to John Moselock. and championship teams tend to push some of their chips into the middle of the table. So we'll see if the Cardinals do that. We'll take a break right now to hear from one of our sponsors, but we'll be right back on the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. We are back on the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast, and I would love to hear from you. Um, Questions can be directed at on Twitter, at believe I believe <laughs> questions can be directed on Twitter at believe in St Louis Cardinals um, on Twitter you could also email me directly at Seth uh, or seth.diwod at gmail.com two ways to get in touch I would love to answer your questions live on the podcast and let's have some fun let's let's play GM and let's try to find out what the Cardinals would need to give up for Dylan Cease, okay? This is an article written. It's published on Redbird Rants, purely speculative. It it's it's all stems from a a tweet that was posted today, December 6th, 10:20 a.m. by Bruce Levine, and he said the asking price for Sox pitcher Dylan Cease is very high and should be for 2 years of control and an 8 million dollar contract. The Reds were asked for four top prospects including Right-handed pitcher Rhett Louder and right-handed pitcher Chase Petty, who are their number nine and number eleven position prospects as well. Or their and their number nine and number eleven position prospects as well. And the socks will get more likely, he says, as the market shakes out. So that potential trade would be the number, the Reds number two prospect, their number six prospect, their number nine prospect and their number 11 prospect overall. So here's where the Cardinals could offer something similar. I mean, the Cardinals' number two prospect is Tink Hentz. Their number five prospect is Takoa Roby. Their number four prospect is Victor Scott. Their number nine prospect is Thomas Segesi. Um, So a package of those players could be very interesting. And I mean, the Reds have a, a stronger prospect pipeline than the Cardinals do. Um, But the Cardinals could put together something very intriguing for a team like the the White Sox that is in clear rebuild mode and clear tank mode. Um, But again, the Reds could put together a much stronger package if they wanted to. So if you are the St. Louis Cardinals, um, would you be willing to do that? Would you be willing to trade away four, potentially five prospects to get two years of control for Dylan Cease. This would mean Tink Hentz, Gordon Grisefo potentially could be in this deal. Takoa Roby, you know, Victor Scott might be included in that. That would probably get it done. That would might be even more than enough. Would you be willing to do that? Because that is the price that the White Sox are looking for. It sounds like they're looking for lower level prospects from reports, not necessarily major league level ready talent, but they're looking for those lower-level prospects that they can build, that they can build up that farm system, and then they compete can compete in a couple years, maybe three years. Much like I'm, I'm sure that they're looking at the Houston Astros Astros model, as everybody does that you know that Houston Astros perpetually win model that they've sustained for, for many many years. So that's what it would likely cost, and that would really decimate the Cardinals pipeline, and that would be pushing your chips all in for a Dylan Cease to be at the top of a rotation that would include Sonny Gray, Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson, and Steven Matz. So let me know, Do you would you pull the trigger on a trade if it involves those names or four or five of those names, mix and match how you would want? Um, I find that very interesting. Personally, if I had to answer that question, I think I would do it. I really do. I th- I think it, it's worth the risk at this point. And the Cardinals have a lot of veteran players, a lot of good position players, and then the next then that just leaves a couple bullpen arms and then figuring out the outfield. Um and it it's definitely a push your chips into the middle of the table move. And if it doesn't work out, then you're really up creek without a paddle. But the Cardinals have never historically really pushed their chips into the middle of the table and that's exactly what they would be doing if they if they push the chips in on this move. So I I'd, I'd be interested to hear what you think. There was a thing called the Major League Draft Lottery and unfortunately the Cardinals were unlucky. Um the Cardinals had the fifth best odds entering the MLB Draft Lottery of securing the number 1 overall pick and they ended up with pick number 7. So they got unlucky. The Guardians ended up with the first pick. The Cincinnati Reds ended up with the second overall pick. The Rockies ended up at number three. The Athletics at number four. The White Sox at number five. Royals, six. Cardinals, seven. Angels, eight. Pirates, nine. Nationals, 10. And then the the next five teams, Tigers, 11. Red Sox, 12. Giants, 13. Cubs, 14. And Mariners, 15. And that rounded out the top 15 picks. So not again, not lucky. They they had a decent chance to get the number 1 pick, but the number 7 pick is nothing uh, to scoff at and the Cardinals are going to have a plethora of options that we're going to get into as it gets close as we get closer to the MLB draft which which, ha- which happens in the summertime. So plenty of time to talk about that. But again, not ideal, but the Cardinals still are picking from a place where they don't typically pick from in the top 10 at pick number 7 so that's going to be fascinating to see the the prospects as we go through the summer to see what the cardinals do there. The the rule 5 draft was um today and the cardinals selected a player. The cardinals selected the cardinals selected Ryan Fernandez from the Boston Red Sox and his stats in 2023 pitched in 42 games, a 6 and 4 record. ERA, 54.1 innings pitched, and 67 strikeouts. And what stands out to me about this is it's another pitcher. You look at that strikeouts to innings pitch ratio, and this is a pitcher that can strike some people out. And this is what the Cardinals appear to be focused on. They appear to be shifting away from that ground ball pitch to contact model that frankly didn't work as their defense deteriorated last year. And now they're focused on what everybody else seemingly is focused on is that swing and miss stuff. So it's good to see that the Cardinals are shifting in that direction. Um, the Cardinals also selected three minor league um, players or three players in the minor league portion of the draft. Uh, they, f- they selected John Frank Salazar, an infielder from Boston um, in 59 games this past season the 20-year-old infielder batted 290 with a 350 on-base percentage, 817 OPS. They also selected Miguel Valaruel, a shortstop from Texas. He's 21 years old and he hit at the Class A level 231, 271 on-base percentage and a 599 OPS. And the last player they selected in the minor league portion of that draft was Benito Garcia, a right-handed pitcher from the Mets. Uh, the reliever pitched at three different levels. He reached double-A. He had a 5-3 and three record there at 2.20 ERA with two two saves. And the 23-year-old struck out 52 batters and 61 in 61 and a third innings and a whip of just .90. So pretty good numbers for Benito Garcia. So those three names, again, John Frank Salazar, Miguel Valaruel, and Benito Garcia all selected in the minor league portion of the rule 5 draft, and the Cardinals selected Ryan Fernandez in the major league portion of the rule 5 draft as their only selection in that draft. And again, Fernandez, 25 years old, 6 and 4 record, 4.14 ERA, 67 strikeouts and 54 and a third innings for the Boston Red Sox at their AAA level. And that will that will do it. I think that's the news of the day. Again, quiet on the Western front as far as the winter meetings go. My name is Seth DeWald. You can follow me on Twitter at Seth underscore D-I-E-W-O-L-D. Follow the show on Twitter at in STL Cardinals on Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And until next time, go Cardinals, and we'll catch you later.